All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sam's DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, May 4th of 2023. May the 4th be with you for all of you Star Wars fans out there. Uh, interesting day. We had the MLB main slate kick off about an hour ago. Good luck to all of you playing the MLB main slate today. Looks like there's a three-game afternoon slate kicking off in about an hour over on DraftKings. We have an NBA showdown with the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. We have a two-game NHL slate later today. And golf, the Wells Fargo Championship, also got started earlier this morning. So a lot of uh, day DFS here to sweat throughout the day always makes Thursdays fun here getting that uh, full day sweat so uh, good luck to all of you in your contest for those of you who are new here welcome my name is Andrew I'm one of the coaches over here at Saberson it's a show where we go over how to use the Saberson app answer any and all DFS related questions that come in live in the YouTube chat or over in the office hours channel in our discord server. If you're not in our discord, there's a link in the description below to get signed up. Highly recommend it as always. Uh, that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, one quick announcement to start the show. I'll, I'll mention this again at the end of the show. Uh, we will not have a show tomorrow. We are, I, I will be, uh, taking the day off and uh, Jordan is, is busy with uh, other uh, tasks and uh, responsibilities that he has. So we will be right back on Monday. It looks like Monday is the eighth. So the eighth will be our next show. So no show tomorrow. I will let everyone know at the end of the show once again here, but looks like we have three questions to get us started in the discord here. So if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in. I'm going to knock these ones out, and we will see where we go from there. Actually, you know what? We had one question come in from support. I tend to miss these, uh, so I'm actually going to start with this support question, and then I will hit Remy's question here in the Discord. But question from support. Hello, I have a question regarding baseball. By If a team is like 1% to 3% owned stack, if I like the stack, how much should I get of the stack? 5% as an example here. Uh, so, so really this is a, um, a personal question. It is, you know, comes down to how much do you like the stack? How much leverage do you think you need on the stack here? I would say that, you know, in general, I think that if you like a stack for, um, any such reason, I think that it is okay to get like two to three X that stack. I think that is a fine, uh, general rule here, but it really comes down to, I, to me, it comes down to a lot of things, right? And it also comes down to, I think more importantly, what is the size of the stack that you are using, right? And I think that this, this is a small nuance that probably goes unnoticed for a lot of people here, but let's say there's, there's a team that, that you're not getting to, uh, we'll use, we use Tampa Bay, for example, here. I know Milwaukee is super popular on this slate here, um, being the highest implied run total of the day. I'm building for the main slate as if it has not started yet, but just using it as an example. But let's say there's there's a uh, Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay is probably um, lower owned. You're, you're not getting too much of them right out of the gate. You think that they're a good leverage play, right? Uh, to me, you know, I do not want to just come into the team stacks tab and then say, okay, you know, I'm going to get to like 10% Tampa Bay. I'm going to set that. I'm going to get my shares of Tampa Bay. And then I'm going to set that and forget that. To me, it's really important to say, you know, what, what size stack am I getting? 
And the reason for that here, uh, which which I think is important, is that let's say that um, we we get our Tampa Bay stacks in the all tap, and then it comes out that you know we have two two stacks here of Tampa Bay. Uh, really, a two stack is is a complementary stack. It's probably the secondary stack of some bigger stacks, like a five two, a five three, a three two two, something along those lines, right? Uh, where where that five stack is like your primary stack, and then this is like a complementary piece. If you're if you are trying to take a stand where you're saying, hey, you know, Tampa Bay, I think is in a really good spot. They're going to be low owned. Uh, I think they're a good leverage play. I I don't think a two stack is really a leverage play. In, in my opinion here. So what I would do in this case is I would limit the two stacks here. So let's say that I wanted to get even more of them. Let's say I wanted to get 20% where it's like four total stacks out of my 20 here. I would come into the two stacks and I would limit this. And I would say uh, probably no more than like uh, half of all my stacks here. So, so what I would like to say is like, hey, uh, if I'm gonna stack Tampa Bay, if I'm going to make this leverage play here, I want to make sure that when this team does good, it's it it has a bigger impact on my lineup overall and probably my my uh, place in the standings. I don't think a two stack is really going to get you to the top here, but I do think that you know possibly like a three stack, a four stack, a five stack could have that impact. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at how many. Uh, shares or how many total stacks I am wanting to get to here. And then I am going to make sure that a certain percentage of those stacks are bigger stacks, three stacks, four stacks, five stacks here. And we have two Tampa Bay four stacks. We have one Tampa Bay three stack, and then we have one Tampa Bay two stack. So I'm okay with that allocation here. I think having those two four stacks is more than enough for me here, but I would just say, you know, in general, be careful, uh, uh, on this step, I think it's really easy to come to the all tab, put in a min exposure, think you're going to get leverage on this team. And then it turns out that all of the stacks that you're now getting to are two stacks. So they don't really help you that much. And um, nothing feels worse than when you are right about a uh, leverage play. And then it it doesn't end up doing too much for you on the other end here. So, so that is like my, probably the, if I had to, you know, want you to take away anything, I would say take away that. The, the amount of stacks that you get to here is, is kind of arbitrary. It really depends, uh, you know, what is your confidence interval like for this play? Um, and and I would say that, you know, it, it even if it, the team is only expected to be stacked 1% to 3%, uh, some players are going to want to match. Some players are going to want to get 2 to 3x. Some players are going to want to get uh, a lot of leverage because – just such a small percentage of the field is probably playing that stack in this instance here, right? So then you get like max leverage and then that's like really boomer bust. So can't really tell you, you know, what the right amount is here. Uh, really going to come down to like a personal decision about how much of your portfolio you want allocated to that one team. I would just say be be very um, certain with, with uh, the type of stack that you're getting for that team is, is the bigger takeaway in my opinion here. But we will get a timestamp recording of this question over back over to you from support. And if you have any follow-up questions, you can let us know and we can pick up the conversation on Monday. All right, getting back to this question from Remy in the Discord. Question is, in the context of MLB Classic and Showdown, 
Are there pros slash cons for factoring geomine pre-build versus filtering post-build? Okay, really good question here. Uh, the answer is yes, technically here. So so basically, in, in general, I don't think you need to factor for geomine in a classic slate in general here. I don't think that um, that is... I don't, I don't really think you're ever going to get close to that number here. So basically what, what you would have to do is you would do the number of dupes as the numerator divided by the number of entries in the contest to the power of one over N where N is the number of players in a lineup. So for a DraftKings classic slate lineup, you're going to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 players here as that N value. This is probably going to be uh particularly um, like, like the geo means of these lineups are really low. So we see the geo mean here is 5.4, 4.4. You're going to need a huge contest to, to get to a, um, a point where a geo mean filter or rule is, is actually eliminating lineups from this pool here. So it, it, you, you could test this, right? Pick a contest that you're playing. Uh, maybe it's like a 20,000 entry contest. Do one over 20,000 to the power of one over 10. See what that geo mean comes out to and then do a filter. And then I, I think the chances are very, very likely that you are just gonna, going to continuously filter out zero lineups because none of the geo means are going to be that high in general here. So I don't think it comes into play too much with these classic slates. I do think it comes into play with showdown. Uh, so that is like where I would, focus this effort in general here. But but the main difference is that when you use it as a pre-build aggregate rule, the lineups that are generated are going to have to meet that rule. So what, what we do is we're going to uh, run a single game simulation here. So like, let's take this uh, Angels St. Louis showdown that already got underway here. What we're going to do is we're going to run a slate, slate simulation when we're building at Sim Diversity 10. So that is going to be a, a one game sim. We are going to pull a game sim from our pool of sims and then look at the fantasy points that the player scored in that lineup and then build the optimal lineup from this sim. The problem with doing this rule as a pre-build rule is that if the optimal lineup that gets built from this game sim is over your aggregate geo mean that you've set then the builder has to go back into this lineup and then find the next best construction uh that meets that criteria so you're not as so so there are going to be sims where you know the optimal lineup is higher than the geo mean you have set and then in those instances you will get non-optimal lineups returned to you because the optimal lineup did was was higher than that threshold so we can see this here uh I'm going to run 500 sims here, and then I'm going to do a geomean calculation here for this. So let's say we're playing like a 10,000-person contest, and we're going to do 1 divided by 10,000 to the power of 1 divided by 6. I'm just doing this on my calculator. Uh, the geomean comes out to 21.5 here, okay? So then I'm in the post build now. Let's say I want to sort by geomean. Uh, we have multiple lineups where the geomine is over this 21.5. Our highest is 31.6, 29.9, 28.9, et cetera here, right? So if I go back to my single game metric, I'm just going to sort, sort descending. If I go to filter and then I go to add filter, and then I'm going to say hide lineups where geomine is greater than 21.5. Uh, you don't have to use hide. You can use show 
with less, right? Basically. But now that I've applied this filter, we got rid of 75 lineups from our pool of 500 here. Basically what would have happened if we had done this as a pre-build rule were these 75 lineups that were generated. These lineups would have come back. These lineups basically would not have been put into your pool. They would have been altered to meet the GeoMean criteria that you set pre-built. So you would have had 75 lineups here that were not actually uh, sim optimals and instead were uh, altered to, to meet this GeoMean rule that you had set, while 425 of the lineups that you did build would not have been in that situation here. So that is the difference here. Uh, by using it as a post build filter, you could just get rid of the lineups that do not meet that criteria. And knowing that all the lineups were optimal for a game sim, if you do it in the pre-build, uh, you lose some of that value. So that's one of the great reasons to be on the pro plan is that are that um, you get the ability to build custom metrics and then filter for custom metrics. So we can we can build a GeoMean custom metric here and then we can filter for it accordingly using the filters once that custom metric is built. But really good question, Remy. All right. Uh, going, uh, had a question from Sammy uh, going back and forth with him here in the Office Hours channel. Sammy, if you're watching, I'm just going to continue to communicate uh, back and forth here in the um, Discord. But, well, actually, your, your second point here, I was just a little confused at first. So, okay. So I, I, I'm going to take a stab at this one. I think I understand what is going on here. So the original question, this is the original question, and then I'll post Sammy's follow-up. So it said, what is the numerical coefficient of using the rules of at least X amount, no more than X amount in correlation or even comparison with exactly X amount, regardless of the sport? And then a follow-up was more like, what is the builder looking at? What will be the interpretation, for example, at least three as what no more than three in contrast to exactly three? Will that be the same per lineup or the at least will be four instead of three and no more than three can be in two instead? Or will the exactly be the way to go if, for example, I'm using three as the primary number here. Okay, so so I, I'm gonna take a stab at this one. Uh, if I get this wrong, just just let me know in the Discord and and we can continue the conversation here. But I think basically what what uh, Sammy is trying to ask is like, hey, a three stack satisfies all versions of a rule. So so basically, if I say stack at least three, that means that uh, I'm actually gonna go back to classic slate for this. So if I'm on a classic slate, I have this stacking rule and then it says, hey, stack or let's do a group rule, a group automatic rule. It says use at least and we'll say three, right, from the same team. So then this would be like a three stack rule. If I say use no more than three, I can also use three players. And then if I say use exactly three, I can also use three players. So I think what Sammy's trying to say is like, hey, uh, a three stack satisfies all three versions of 
these uh, drop downs that can be selected here. What what is the difference? What what exactly is going on here? So that's that's the point of view that I'm going to tackle this from. Uh, but if but if my understanding is is different, just let me know. But basically, here what I what I um, imagine you're trying to ask is like, what is the difference between exactly at least no more than if if one stack can satisfy all three answers here? Uh, so basically, what the lineup rules are. Think of it as like a uh, a bouncer at like a door, right? Uh, letting you in or not. So, so what we're doing is we're generating all these lineups. And once the lineups are generated, they have to pass through the door to be put into the pool. And this lineup rule is standing at the door saying, okay, do you meet this criteria here? And based on the criteria of, of exactly three, so let's say I have a lineup that's generated and I had this exactly three rule. Uh, let's say that the lineup is has four players and and no three stack. The 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 rule is going to say, hey, you know, you you did not meet the criteria for this rule. Uh, go 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 back and you know, uh, I don't know, put on some dress shoes or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, get out of here and come back when you meet the proper criteria to get in the door. And and that's going to be different for all these rules, right? So if I have use at least three and then I see a four stack, that's fine, you know, come on in. And then if I see, if I have no more than, and if I have a uh, two stack here of, of a team, then then the, the builder is gonna let that lineup go into the pool. So depending on what these dropdowns are, are just criteria that a lineup has to either meet or not exceed in order to get into the pool. But the builder is going to use this rule to interpret all of those lineups differently. And that is basically what is going on. But the lineups are being generated and then they are uh, being, and then this rule is what is what is determining if it can get into your pool that you see on the other side there. So that that is uh, my understanding of, of what you were trying to ask. Let me know if I missed anything there. Happy to circle back to it. All right, uh, next question here from Kevlar. Uh, that's our last question at the moment. If anybody has any additional questions, now is a great time to get them in. And I, I asked for a little clarification here. Uh, didn't look like Kevlar had seen that yet, so I'm just going to roll with what my understanding of the question was here. But question says, when making adjustments post-build and you get the unable-to-meet requirements message and it asks you to continue editing or send exposures, is there a way for it to not put back anyone you removed from your lineup pool post-build? I find myself removing multiple players when I go back to rebuild. They are back in the pool. Thanks. So so what it sounds to like to me is that Kevlar is, is here in the post-build. Uh, he's making adjustments. He's, you know, Xing some players out maybe. He's putting in some minimax exposures. He's running into the um, can't meet exposures message here and let me see if i can just uh get this to to go here so when you zero these players out it's going to uncheck them from your post build here and i'm xing all these players out i can't believe that i still have lineups okay boom unable to meet exposures so then it sounds like what's happening is that kevlar is hitting the send exposures button and um putting them back here so so a couple things here so even though they are unchecked here in the post build. 
when I hit that send exposures, if you have zero max exposure for somebody, that is going to get sent. And although the player is checked, again, th those zero max exposures are going to be put in. So it, even though it looks like the player is in the player pool, this zero max exposure that was now sent from the post build is going to prevent them from being in any lineups here. So, um, th so, so just remember that this zero max exposure is active. So even if the player is green and checked, uh, they're not going to get into any lineups here, but, but on a more uh, general note here, although we sent the exposures, uh, usually any, any adjustments that you make here, unless you hit send exposures, send exposures, or send both, those are going to be relative to this build. So if, if I run into, Hey, can't meet your exposures. Uh, if I go back to the home screen and without clicking the send arrow, send exposures, send projections, send both the adjustments that I made in this screen are not going to be not going to go to the home screen on their own. They're going to be local to this uh, build here and nothing in the home screen is going to be adjusted. So if you're making exposure, uh, exposure adjustments, projection adjustments, if, if those matter to you, I would make sure to hit the send both button, send those to the home screen and then do your next build. And then those should come up. But, but just be aware that if you do a zero max exposure in the post build, that is going to uncheck the player from your player pool. Uh, if you do a zero max exposure in the home screen, that is not going to have that effect. However, it will require that none, no shares of these players are used in any uh, subsequent builds that you run from this point on here. But let me know if there's any uh, follow-up on that question here. And it looks like that was our last question at the moment. I know today is, is a, is an interesting day with all these sports getting started early, people getting their lineups in early and then going about their days here. So it is okay if this ends up being a shorter stream here. Uh, I was having some trouble um, getting the stream up and running here on Google Chrome, which is what I normally use. If anybody is running into that issue, similarly to I was, uh, the app works perfectly fine on Microsoft Edge, and it also works fine as an incognito window on Google Chrome. I haven't seen any support tickets related to that. Could be just on my end. But in case anybody else was running into it, just wanted to let you all know about that um, little nuance there. But all right, everybody, I think we're going to wrap there. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Like I said, uh, we will be back on Monday, May 8th for our next show, taking tomorrow off. And so with that being said, good luck to all of you in your contests over the weekend here. If you guys are building lineups, have a question, drop it in the office hours channel, let it sit there and we will get back to you. I think somebody will be around uh, to answer questions tomorrow. I'm sure Jordan will poke his head in the office hours channel and answer any questions that anybody might have. But until Monday, take care. I will see you. Good luck and bye.